listening to Throw the Podcast, brought to you by ThrowTheX.com, the very best in mediocre wrestling journalism. And now your hosts, Jay Gunter and Ben Conrad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Throw the Podcast, brought to you by Wrestling News World. I am your host, Jay Gunter, and with me, as always, he is the the Marty Jannetty to my Shawn Michaels. He's the Luke Harper to my Bray Wyatt. He is the Viking experience to my War Raiders. He is Ben Conrad. Ben, how you doing? I'm great, Jay. I may be the Luke Harper to your Bray Wyatt, but I would never ask for my release from this podcast with you, my friend. Well, you know, I appreciate that, and I'm glad that you said something about that because uh, there's been kind of a rash of that going on lately. Um, as we mentioned, Luke Harper um, asked for his release, and, you, you know, I want to kind of get into that with you, Ben, because um, something funny is kind of happening with all that, uh, especially with Luke Harper. Luke Harper took kind of a, a different route to get there. Uh, Luke Harper actually went on Twitter to announce that he was asking for his release, and I don't know if that was the right way to do it, because now the WWE has reportedly extended his contract. Um, he was supposed to be up in, I think it was November. And of course, for those of you who don't know, uh, Luke Harper was hurt for a while. And it looks like the WWE, instead of actually granting his release, they are they, they said that his contract was frozen while he was injured, and they actually extended him until early 2020. And I want to get your thoughts on that, Ben. I mean, here you have a guy, normally when somebody asks for their release, they keep it kind of quiet. You know, they ask for their release and then they, they go about their business in a normal professional way um, until it's granted. He did the exact opposite. Um, the day that he asked for his release, he actually, you know, put a, put a, put everybody on notice. He, he went on Twitter and announced it to everybody. Do you, do you think that was a good idea? Yeah, Jay, you know, I've never been a fan of, uh, you know, airing your dirty laundry to the world. You know, if you've got beef with WWE for whatever reason, and I'm just speculating, you know, the guy wants his release for a reason. Um, I don't know what that reason is. Most of the time it's, it's guys who are unhappy with their storylines. Um, you know, their place in the company, their place on the card him. I don't know that for a fact. So don't quote me. However, um, I also don't know what was said between him and WWE officials, specifically Vince McMahon. Um, you know, before he chose to get on Twitter and air it to the world. So I can't sit here and speculate too much. Do I agree with his decision to, to go on Twitter and take it public? And no, it's never a good idea, especially when you're not in control of your own fate. You know what I mean? As it turned out, he was not. Um, having said that, Jay, so he, he, his contract was due up in November. They extended him six months. So that would take him to what, May, if my math is right? Yeah, somewhere around there. Now, do you expect, and this may sound like a dumb question, do you expect his immediate release once his contract extension is up? Yeah, I do. Um, okay. You know, when his contract's up, I, I don't expect him to sign a new contract. Right. I mean, after, you know, you can't really walk back anything that you said or anything that happened. So does this six months give... Uh, you know, WWE, um, I guess, the opportunity to, to, to keep him on the shelf, keep him out of the public eye? Or does it give WWE the opportunity to, opportunity to absolutely bury him 
before he moves to a, to a different company. Um, I think it's option two, to be quite honest with you. I mean, why not? The, yeah, and, and the rumor was the, the WWE already had plans for him. That They had already set up his next feud with uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, right. Yeah, before he went and did this. So um, now he didn't go onto Twitter and, you know, badmouth the WWE and say, you know, I was injured and they didn't have anything for me and now I want to leave. You know, he he did it very professionally. He said, you know, he thanked everybody for all their time and he, he appreciated it and he had the time of his life, but he just felt that he just needed to go in a different direction. Right. And like you said, Ben, just I think the main problem with that is when you take something like that public, um, if the company goes ahead and grants that, you're basically empowering anyone else that wants out of that company to do the exact same thing. Yeah, and you know, when I said airing your dirty laundry in front of the world, I didn't mean that he came out and was, you know, bashing WWE or bad-mouthing the company or any officials. What I mean by that, Jay, is you can say a hell of a lot without actually saying something. By going on Twitter and, and simply stating what he did, whether it was professional or not, you know, he could have sounded like the, you know, the greatest gentleman on this planet. But the fact that you're doing it on Twitter um, and not behind the scenes like a professional athlete should do, you know, courtesy to the company that hired them in the first place. Um, that's, it, it rubs me the wrong way. That's, you know, that's all I'm saying. I, I don't, um, I don't feel one way or another about him staying or leaving Jay. I could, I could do without him. Um, I think Sammy Zayn probably right now deserves better than the feud that was set uh, with Harper. Um, you know, not to not to badmouth Luke Harper. I just feel like you know I'm a I'm a Sami Zayn guy. I I think he can do more with with better talent. Quite frankly, I don't know if you feel the same or whatever. No, I I do. I I agree. And and I see where Luke Harper is coming from. Kind of. So he was injured when he was a member of the Bludgeon Brothers with Eric Rowan. Um, of course, he was a former me member of the Wyatt family. And now all these people that he was with, you know, they're in different directions. So you got Eric Rowan off doing his thing with Daniel Bryan, who we'll get to that in a little bit because that's up in the air now too. And then, uh, of course, you got Bray Wyatt doing his thing. And and mm -hmm. Ben, I got a favor. I, I know it's not on our show sheet. Can we just talk about Bray a little bit later? Cause, oh, because oh, I'm really excited about, about Bray. That. We're going to talk okay, about thank Bray. thank you. And Jay, so, quit, quit lying to the people. We don't have show sheets anymore. We remember how well that worked out. By show sheet, I mean whatever you scribbled down on the bar napkin from last night. Jay, have you listened back to last week's episode? We were bouncing around like a pinball. I know, listen, I normally don't listen back to our recordings, but you know what? I had to because I didn't remember it the next morning. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a listen. We had the superstar shakeup. We were... Two weeks removed from WrestleMania, I still had a little bit of pissed off New Yorker in my system that I had to get out. We were everywhere. This week, I want to pick a couple topics. I want to stay on point. Uh, we will get to Bray Wyatt, Jay. Here's a topic that I want to talk about with you. Um, and we could go on and on because there are so many of them currently in NXT and the WWE main roster. And it's the injuries, Jay. I mean, there are... You know, especially right now at a time with the superstar shakeup going on, it's 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 the beginning of the the wrestling season, if you will, after WrestleMania. Um, this is going to have a huge impact on both brands, um, as well as NXT. You know, when these guys return, uh, you know the way they affect storylines, who they feud with, and there's a ton of them. Go down the list, Jay. Pick me one. Yeah, I mean, 
Um, to me, the biggest one that we should be talking about, minus I, I, I know you want to get into the gruesome injury that happened to the referee. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if we're talking about one that, that really affects everybody, it's the alleged injury to Daniel Bryan. I, I don't think you can get at any bigger than that. No, you know what? And, um, and the thing is, Jay, nobody knows what's wrong with Daniel Bryan. Um, they're keeping that injury uh, really close to the vest, um, which they should be, um, you know, when it happened in a match at WrestleMania with Kofi Kingston, uh, there was word that it was supposed to, their feud was supposed to extend through money in the bank, um, and kind of have, I know they don't do the rematches anymore for the championships, but you know, that's what it was going to turn into. Um, and it turns out, here's a prime example of how something like this affects storylines. Because do you remember a couple months ago, Kevin Owens was his vignettes or vignettes. How do you say that word? You always tell me, and I always forget, vignette, vignette? Vignette. I'm going to say it or different vignette, anyway. If you're, so they were, if you're from French Canada, yeah. That's right. Okay. I'm in Arizona, folks, by the way. Um, so they're playing these Kevin Owens promos on the Megatron uh, and during commercial breaks on Raw and SmackDown. He's at the bowling alley with his family, his son. You know, he's out doing all these things, and he's, uh, you know, the plan was to bring Kevin Owens back as a babyface, Okay. Um, as you can tell by all these promos, Jay, they did bring Kevin Owens back as a babyface for a little while, I guess, mm -hmm. until this whole Daniel Bryan thing. Um, and they were forced to have Kevin Owens turn this past Monday Night Raw on Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Um, now that's going to set up a Kevin Owens-Kofi Kingston feud going into Money in the Bank where Daniel Bryan was slated to be... You know, anything anything can happen in this business. It just goes to show you. In 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 the in the bad thing is none of us know what is actually wrong with Daniel Bryan. You know, I'm holding my breath, thinking to myself, "Is it another concussion? Please not, please not a concussion. Please not a neck injury anywhere near the head." You know what I mean? We went through this a few years ago. Yeah, and that's the part that really scares me. the The whole um, WWE not announcing the injury. Because I, I think if it was a shoulder or a knee or a leg or muscle or a tendon, you know, they'd come out and say that. And, and they'd tell everybody, you know, how long he was expected or it'd at least leak out. You know, there's plenty of people that find out about this kind of stuff. And, and we would know. The fact that nobody knows, WWE is not saying anything, what that tells me is that it must be a head injury. Because what they're doing is they're taking their time with it. They're making sure that they're correct on the diagnosis because they don't want it getting out there. And then them, you know, disappointing fans. And so me personally, I think it has to be some sort of head injury um, in order for it to take this long to even figure out what's going on with him. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um, I think he was uh, at the hottest point in his career, even uh, going back to the... Uh Yes, movement days, Jay. I think he was gaining steam every week. Um, you know, they're finally selling the eco-friendly belt on WWE.com, by the way, for those of you who are interested. They're limited, um, but it's about damn time. And, Jay, let's not also forget that uh, the, the reason Kevin Owens was an honor honorary member of the New Day was because Big E's out with injury. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to me how these things just come full circle, and it's just, it's a you know, Ferris wheel, one gets off, one gets on, you know, and it never slows down. Um, you know, that's, that's the business. Uh, my best to Daniel Bryan. Get well soon, man. We miss you. But uh, can I, can I get to it now? 
I've been waiting. I've been waiting patiently. Yeah, let me. Dude. Yeah, Ben, but let me lead it off with a question. Okay, if I told you that I'm taking you to NXT and me and you are going to sit down, we're going to watch a match between the Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze, and I told you, I asked you, who do you think is going to steal the show? Who would you pick? Um, <laughs> well, Jay, to, to answer your question, uh, knowing what your answer is already, uh, I would not have picked the referee. Um, his name was not Tom Caster. Um, but that's what ended up happening, guys. I'm sure a lot of you, maybe most of you, maybe all of you, I don't know, has seen this video. It's gruesome. Um, things like that just make me queasy. Um, yeah, his name's Tom Caster. He's an NXT referee. Um, and there was a spot in the match, it was a, a suplex that he was, you know, what a dream suplex uh, breeze into mm-hmm. him and, and, you know, his leg just absolutely snapped backwards. Yeah. Um, the reason, Jay, in, in, in folks listening, the reason I wanted to get into this is because, backstory, if you don't know, um, Jay and I, we come from a company, um, Throw the X, okay? Well, actually, before that, we come from a company I... I don't think they're worth giving a cheap plug to, um, so I won't mention their name. They, they wouldn't even let us drink on the job. That's why we quit. They definitely don't deserve a cheap plug for me. So anyways, we left. We started having fun again. We went to throw the X, um, which for those of you who don't know, the referee throws the X when an athlete, when a superstar or somebody is legitimately injured and they need a medical team out to the, out to the ring. Sometimes it's done in kayfabe, um, not too much anymore. Usually it's a, a legitimate injury. So this guy, Tom Caster, breaks his leg, continues to finish the match, makes the three count, you know, because they, they had to send it home after that, and then threw the X for himself. Now, I said to myself, I said, we need to lead off. We come from throw the X, Jay. That's the... That's the name of, you know, that's where we, that's our roots, man. I'm like, how can we not lead off with a guy who <laughs> counted to three and then threw the X for himself with his leg all dangling backwards in nine different ways? God. Yeah, it, it was it, it was nasty. I mean, his leg, you can look at pictures, and his leg is twisted completely around. Like, his foot is no longer facing forward. It's facing backwards. And this guy had the balls so, you know, he got injured. They brought out another ref, and there, there was a, uh, a spot, a, another ref bump spot with the new ref who was trying to throw the X for the ref that was down. And during the pin attempt, this guy whose leg is now dangling from his knee rolls over and makes the three count. I, it just goes to show, like, even to be in the mindset to do that, let me tell you something, Ben. If I'm sitting here and as we're talking, my leg snaps in half, I'm no longer going to be paying attention to the podcast anymore. I'm going to be figuring out why the hell my toes are facing backwards. And for him to know enough to roll over and make the three count, I think was the most incredible part of this entire story. Yeah, that's, I mean, major props to Tom Caster. I will say his name as many times as I feel like it because he deserves it. Um, the guy's leg looked like the letter Q, you know, in Arabic. Um, and still managed to do that. Props to you, Tom Caster. Good job. Way to... Way to that's a true professional right there. Um, yeah, well, it, it was ridiculous. Well, that was, I, it was gross, man. I don't even want to. I was so excited to talk about that. Now I'm like just kind of regretting it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of it's nasty, gross. gruesome injuries, Ben, I want to bring this one up really quick because okay. I, I know we need to move on. But Liv Morgan 
announced her incredible injury uh, just recently. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but apparently she broke her toe on a stripper pole. And, and I know this is huge. I know the WWE universe can be really broken up about this, but Liv Morgan apparently out with a broken toe from a stripper pole. True, true, by the way. Jay, I, um, you know, the broken legs, snapped legs during matches stuff makes me queasy. But you start break, bringing up broken toes, especially on stripper poles. They're filthy. Yeah, I'm just, we need to move on from that one real quick, man. You well, had to well go then, there. Then can we get into, you know, one of my top five favorite characters? Could, could we do that? All right, Jay. Thanks. I wanted to I stay on subject. Is this, is this injury related or you want to talk about Bray Wyatt? No, you want to go through some more injuries. I, there's technically, so many. technically, we can get away with talking about Bray Wyatt if you want because Bray Wyatt is out with an injury. While not injured anymore, that's the reason he's off television right now. So yeah, if you wanted to find a way to yet. tie that in, that'll kind of give us, you know. I, I can do the ultimate tie in there, Ben. Okay. Speaking of Luke Harper and injuries... Let's talk about Bray Wyatt, the former leader of the Wyatt family, which Luke Harper was a part of, that is currently out with an injury slated to come back soon. How's that for a transition? That was awesome. I'm going to let you, you know, go on. I, I don't want you to stop talking. I appreciate that. So so for those of you that have been listening to us for a while, uh, you know that Bray Wyatt is, you know, one of my favorite characters. I, I, you know, I know that he got stale there after a little while, um, but I don't care. I really don't. Um, you can say what you want about his wrestling. You know, his his style really never changed. But he, to me, he was something different. He, he was something new in the WWE. They really didn't have those dark characters. Did his promos make sense? No. Were they awesome? Yeah. Um, don't care what anyone says. But he's been out since forever. Uh, damn near a year, Ben, right? Yeah, long time. Too long. Yeah, almost a year, and and he's slated to come back, and he's coming back with a new character. The this new character now, they were talking about giving him a new character like a year ago, like before he was injured. They're saying, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna debut Bray Wyatt with a new character, but but now it's happened, and Ben, I love it, I love it, and I know there's not a lot of people out there that are gonna agree with me. Um, I don't care about those people. Those people are going to learn to love it. And I promise you they will come around, Jay, because I love it too. Now, I love it for a reason that um, was hard for me to explain until I just read an interview uh, with, God, I forgot who did the interview, but they did it. With, I, I wish I knew. And, and normally, guys, I will have this written down because I like to give credit where it's due. So I apologize if I'm stealing your, your interview. Um, but it was a really good one. It was with the director. Um, the guy who directed those uh, Firefly Funhouse, the the promo, and I also don't have his name in front of me. I apologize. He deserves credit, too, because they're great. Um, but he put it in a really good way, Jay. He said the Bray Wyatt character was an over-the-top monster. Um, since he became Bray Wyatt, he was, he was just this over-the-top monster. And it was scary. You know, it was creepy. It was like Undertaker scary. But he made a great point, and he said, in my opinion, the scariest monsters out there are the Ted Bundys, the, the Gacy's, the people who can be out in the public eye and you have no idea they're a monster. You know what I mean? He's got that extra level of creepiness to him. You know, he's got that Steve from Blue's Clues mixed with 
you know, the demon barber from Fleet Street type thing going on right now, only with a chainsaw. This is, I think this is a, a huge improvement to his character. It gives him, it makes him dynamic. It gives him a, a, a lot, a lot of angles, a lot of routes, a lot of fresh, fresh stuff that he can bring into this, Jay. And um, it was a great point. These, while these promos were funny, I, I was laughing my ass off. But at the same time, I was just really creeped out. I'm like, this is this guy looks like my neighbor right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I so, I couldn't agree with more with you. I mean, when he was Bray Wyatt, when he was the eater of worlds, you know, um, his promos were supposed to creep you out. They they had that um that aesthetic. It it was you know like a horror film almost, and and they were made to you know, kind of make you afraid. And they didn't for me. I would just sit back and be like, wow, that was a really cool promo. Or wow, I really like how they did that. This one legitly creeped me out. Like I watched it and I, I think I called you. I, I think I called you and was like, dude, it was actually creepy. Like, Yeah, I, you couldn't you couldn't sleep. I remember that. You you needed to call somebody to, to talk you down before you went to bed. I You figured I'm in Arizona. I'm three hours behind you. Yeah, and that you'd understand, but right. I mean, this this whole Firefly Funhouse thing, I think, is great. And you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about, you know, the Ted Bundys of this world, and and the scariest stuff is the stuff that's out in the open. Um, it, it's it, the things that they did during those segments. I mean, with him putting on the gloves, and you know, him saying that, oh yeah, I used to be a real bad man, but you know. That guy's never coming back. And then, you know, chainsawing <laughs> Bray, Bray Wyatt, yeah. his old Bray Wyatt persona in half. Um, I'm really excited. But but there is something that scares me, Ben. And what's that? Um, I hope, because you got to remember, these are just small segments that have been recorded. We have no idea how this character is going to translate once he actually gets in the ring, once he act start, actually starts doing live stuff. Hell, we don't even know what he's wrestling in. You know what I mean? And the WWE is notorious. I mean, this character is set up to turn evil, right? I mean, that's the end game. You would think that, Jay. Um, and I was hoping you would say that because, in my opinion, I don't think you can go full heel. I don't think you can... I mean, you can definitely not go full babyface. I mean, maybe you could. I think, actually, a babyface uh, run with this character may work surprisingly better than most people would think um just because i think the fans are going to eat it up but i think you keep him somewhere in the middle um you know he he used to be a bad man he's got those demons he's changed he's rehabilitated um i think if you keep him somewhere in the middle you don't risk as much of losing that fan base um you know the 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 younger kids and the iwc you know i think you can kind of hold everybody together you know, not knowing what he's going to do next. He kind of appeals to everybody. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And there are ways they can do that, but you're right. I I think this is going to go over great. I just have a lot of faith in Bray Wyatt. I mean, coming from the Husky Harris uh, that he started in years ago, uh, made his way up through Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family and then his own run, um, I don't think this guy has it in him to fail. Uh, I, so that, that gives me a lot of confidence in, in this gimmick. I, I think you're right, and I have a lot of confidence in him to pull it off. But you know who I don't have confidence in is the WWE. Right. Hey, Ben, you brought this up earlier um, with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was slated to be a babyface. He was going on a babyface run. And 
his character was actually awesome. His character was that of a everyman. You know, he was a father. He liked hanging out with his family. He was fat. He enjoyed beer. He'd jump out of the ring at the first sign of, you know, during his own talk show when it seemed like there was going to be a fight. He just got the hell out of there. And it was great. And what'd they do? They rushed it. And they, they made him turn heel super fast. And instead of letting the character breathe and letting people get into it, you know, like um, when he actually turned heel, I don't know why the crowd went crazy. Like, oh my God, I can't believe he did it. It's like, dude, he, he's been nice for like a week. And you're telling me you can't believe he's heel now? Yeah, you know, in as much as I like Kevin Owens, Jay, I um, in as much faith as I have in him as a, as a person, um, in his abilities, his talent, I think his character was something that could have been, in as you as we all witnessed, it, it turned out to be accurate, um, controlled very well and very tightly by the WWE. That's the kind of gimmick that he was thrown into. Bright Wyatt, on the other hand, Jay, I think he paves his own path. I think he's got the creative mind. I think most of these ideas are Bray Wyatt's. Um, I don't think the WWE has a whole lot of say in what he does and what he says, other than, you know, obviously, you know, the the the, the small stuff that he's got to do to progress a storyline. I think a lot of this is Bray Wyatt being Bray Wyatt. And we always say the best characters are the ones that are, you know, turned up to level 10. You know, this is who Bray Wyatt is. He's just, I think, a creepy guy who's stuck in his head and... Um, he 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 brings that out on WWE television, so that's why I don't worry as much about Bray Wyatt as say guys like Kevin Owens. Um, you know the example you brought up because I don't think WWE has that grasp on Bray Wyatt uh, that they would like to have. You know he's kind of a free spirit. So, but we'll see. I could be wrong. I'm I'm usually wrong actually, but um, in this case I hope not. I'm just excited. Yeah, I, I just really hope that they don't let this new Bray, Bray Wyatt character run for two weeks and then hurry up and turn him heel or hurry up and release the evil. I, I really hope that they let this one breathe and actually go on for a little bit because I'm with you, Ben. I, I think it's going to be be a ton of fun. A yeah, ton and, of fun. And while we're on the Bray Wyatt subject, I will end it with this, I promise. Um, but I just read a tweet the other day that he sent out. And, and most of Bray Wyatt's treat, uh, tweets are cryptic. Um, they're kind of you know, jumbled words that are like, okay, this dude's on drugs or something. Um, but this one in particular, Jay, a lot of people are calling it cryptic, but I seen it exactly for what he said. And I'm going to read it to you. He said, to see a ghost, you have to believe in it. It saddens me that you all miss so much. Oh, well, maybe next time. Now I took this tweet and immediately it just, I'm like, this isn't cryptic at all. Bray Wyatt is saying, to see a ghost, you have to believe in it, and you never seen me. You all missed so much because you didn't believe in me. It's exactly what he's saying. Nobody believed in me before. I'm going to make you believe now. I think Bray Wyatt, for some reason or another, has this chip on his shoulder, which I think is uh, a really good thing to have right now in his position. I don't think he's... Uh, I don't think he's going to let this one slip away. I just wanted to read that tweet because, you know, it's... I've seen it on a few different news sites, and they're calling it cryptic. What could he possibly mean about this? Well, I don't know. Read it. Read it again, guys. He, <laughs> yeah, he, it's exactly he what he said. 
Yeah, he straight up he straight up told you what he means. He's yeah. saying you didn't believe in me. If if you would have believed in me, you would have seen how awesome of a character that I brought you, but you missed it. So yeah. now that I had this new character out, hopefully you see it this time. Exactly. He just said it in a, in Bray Wyatt fashion in the in the creepiest way possible. That's all. God, Bray Wyatt, I would love to have a beer with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and Tyler Breeze. That would be cool. That'd be Wouldn't really it? cool. You met Tyler Breeze, didn't you? Yeah, I had a beer with Tyler Breeze, except uh, I was the only one drinking. Um, <laughs> and he didn't so, know I mean, you were there. <laughs> so technically, I can say that I had a beer with Tyler Breeze, right? Absolutely. Hey, I'm going to give you that one. has nothing to do with him drinking a beer. I had a beer with Tyler Breeze. You guys hear that? Ben Conrad had a beer with Tyler Breeze. Um, let's move on, Jay. What, do you, what else you got, buddy? I, I got I, um, still a ton of injuries we can talk about. Um you know what, Ben? I, I know that it, that you told the people we're not going to bounce around. There was one injury that we didn't talk about that I did want to get into. Um, I know I was really excited to get to Bray Wyatt and and everything, but um, it's not even really an injury. It's just somebody that, that's injured often, and it was going to tie in both of our subjects, the, the whole uh, getting released thing, asking for your release, the injuries. I want to talk about Sasha Banks. So for those of you who don't know, Sasha Banks is oft injured, meaning that, you know, she gets she gets owies every now and again. And not only that, but Sasha Banks reportedly asked for her release. But she's a little bit different than your Luke Harpers, your Gold Dust, your insert name of person that got released recently. So Sasha Banks, um, according to rumors, during WrestleMania weekend, she almost left. She almost didn't even do her match. She was so upset that she was told that her and Bailey were going to drop the tag team titles and then be split up afterwards that she just straight up wanted to quit. Um, when this happened, she was kindly reminded of her contractual obligations and whatnot, and um, she ended up doing the match, but she hasn't been seen since. Uh Everybody's kind of speculating that she refuses to show up to any WWE event, that she was basically done afterwards. There's even a rumor out there, and I don't know, I don't re- even remember where I saw it or who I was talking to, but that basically her and Bailey, before the match, just laid down in the hallway, and while they were laying there, just badmouthed the WWE while they were laying in the middle of the hallway, loudly. So... Um, the rumor is, is that WWE did not grant her release. They're basically going to give her some time to fully think about her situation, um, before they make a decision on whether or not to release her. Um, did I get all that right, Ben? You did get that right. Um, you know, you mentioned Bailey, something smells a little fishy. Um, I, I think Jay, I know you want somebody you know, something is definitely fishy with this situation. I know you want somebody to bounce your ideas off of right now, but I'll be quite honest with you. Um, I may not be a good co-host uh, when it comes to this subject because I could not care one way or another. I don't know if that's wrong of me to say on the air like this, but whatever. It's weird. You're laying down in a hallway. If this is all true, guys, and if it's not, I will be the first to apologize. But it's just a weird thing to... It's it's a weird for one thing. People walk there. It's filthy. Uh, for two to badmouth the company. I talked about this earlier in the show. It's something you don't do unless you're really disgruntled. Um, Jay, I I'm sorry. My feelings are mixed. Um, 
whatever. Go, you know, go to AEW. Uh, you know, fill out their women's roster for all I care. Stay uh, by your time. Um, you know, you you have no reason to be upset. You guys were the inaugural women's tag team champions in WWE. Sure, you lost your titles. Everybody loses their titles. You know, not to you know, not to say that's what they're upset about, but I mean, speculating. What else could it possibly be? Um, I don't care, Jay. I yeah, don't care. It's, it, it is all speculation. I want to say that we're we're totally in the bushes when it comes to this um, because nothing really has came out about it. But um, I actually do care. A little bit. And I actually agree with Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas came out and said, basically, Sasha Banks, you just ruined your career. And he couldn't be more right because when you do something like this, when you throw a hissy fit, when you sit in the corner and say, I'm not going to play because I'm not winning, you're basically showing the company, and this this comes from Tony Atlas. I want to give him credit. He's He said that you basically are showing the company that you cannot be relied upon. Because you can no longer be relied upon, Guess who is going to get beat week in and week out? Number one, they're not going to release you. They're not going to give you that satisfaction because, once again, just like with the Luke Harper thing, WWE isn't going to allow other talent to know that they can act this way and then be given what they want. You know, it's like me with my three-year-old. When he throws a fit, I don't give him what he wants because then he knows that when he throws a fit, he's going to get it again. It's the exact opposite. You let people know, hey, you want to act this way? Here's what we're going to do to you. We're going to hold you to your contractual obligations. We're going to bury you so far down that no other company even wants to touch you afterwards. And that's exactly what they're going to do with Sasha Banks. Now, in my opinion, Sasha Banks really isn't like a super hot commodity that other people are going to be, you know, going after anyway. Was she, is she a good wrestler? Sure. Is she a good character? Yeah. She's injury prone, um, and let's face it, and you know, I hate to say this, but women's wrestling still isn't really, I don't want to say main event, but, it, but it's still not looked upon as men's wrestling. Now, if you told me that there was a multi-time champion, you know, men's wrestler, would he, and he got buried, would he still have a life in AEW, New Japan, whatever? Yeah, probably. Sasha Banks, I don't think so. Okay, when it comes to Sasha Banks, Jay, let me just uh, let me just get this in before I end the subject. It's already gone on longer than I wanted it to. Um, there are a lot of hungry, hungry up and coming talent on the women's roster coming in through NXT. Um, you know, I say let. First of all, Sasha Banks grew stale to me. I don't think she did anything to further advance the women's revolution, if you will. I know she had a lot of fans. A lot of young girls loved her. Um, and still do. You know, I don't want to talk past tense. But, you know, give these young girls a chance. Let them show you what they can do. They're all fan a lot of them are fantastic wrestlers. And then let Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch lead the way. Um, you know, you throw the whole thing with Bailey into this, it, it just starts getting really fuzzy. Um, but yeah, Jay, I, again, I'll say it and I'll end it. I don't care. Let these women continue where you left off. Um, I don't think WWE would miss them if they were released. I may be getting ahead of myself, but if that were the scenario, I don't think they will be missed. Yeah. I, Sorry. I, and honestly, I don't think she's going to be released. I 
think that they're just going to hold her to her contract and either let her sit on the shelf for a year, two years, I don't know what her contract is, or just absolutely bury her. And uh, honestly, when you throw a fit like that because you're going to lose a match, you, you kind of deserve it, in my humble opinion. But but you're right, let's move on from that. I just wanted to throw that out. Um, let's, let's talk about some, some pay-per-view-y goodness. Let's talk about one of my Ooh. personal favorite pay-per-views of the year. I want to talk about Money in the Bank. Sure. Um, so, Ben, apparently the Money in the Bank match has been leaked as far yes. as the, uh, the contestants. Yes, yes, yes. I got a spoiler for you guys. You want to hear it? Yeah. If you if you don't want to hear it, plug your ears for the next, I don't know, 10 seconds. All right, Jay, I'm going to really throw these people off. I'm going to wait 10 seconds, and then I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Listen, guys, there was a graphic that, that came out. Okay, Money in the, Blank, Money in the Bank uh, takes place on the 19th of May um, in Connecticut, Hartford, I believe. Um, it was a local graphic, Jay, that came out in the Connecticut area. Who does it list? It lists all seven supposed participants. Everything is subject to change, especially now that, uh, you know, WWE obviously has caught wind of the situation. Um, but who are the seven guys, Jay? So, so you, you have, so it does list the seven of the seven. I think that you're only looking at about four that actually have a shot at this, but you got Andrade. Uh, you got Lars Sullivan, you got Alistair Black, you got Ricochet, uh, you got Rey Mysterio, you got Cesaro, which, really? I mean, Cesaro, really? So, you know what? He deserves it, whatever. It, uh, I mean, we'll see what the storyline is at that time, but... He's, I, he's there to catch I, somebody, let's be honest. Right, right. Um, and then you got Drew McIntyre. So those are the seven that are rumored to be in this match. And like I said, of the seven, I believe that there's only really, I don't know, I think you can make case for four of them that actually have a shot. Um, well, let's see if our four are, are similar. I, I, I would think Drew McIntyre would obviously be one. I, th I think he's um, the front runner, right? I mean, if, if you had to pick now, it would have to be Drew McIntyre, which we're not picking now because this is not our you know, prediction show, but sure. Um, I think these two, uh, it may come as a surprise, but I don't think they are in the top um, odds wise to win this match. And it's Ricochet and Alistair Black. I think they're there for the spots. Um, you know, these money in the bank ladder matches need people who can carry them spot wise. If that makes sense, people who can jump off ladders and through tables and do Crazy stuff to make the match interesting. And I think that's why these guys are are, are there. Um, Cesaro, Jay, I don't know why he's there. I don't care. I'm he's not complaining. He's there to catch people, right. He's going to catch Ricochet, I'm sure, about 10 times. Mm -hmm. um, Rey Mysterio may be there for, for the spots as well. Um, I think Andrade, I think the uh, winning, the money in the bank, could do wonders for Andrade. And also Lars Sullivan, I think, could do even greater things for Lars. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of have three guys, Drew McIntyre, Lars Sullivan, and Andrade. Jay, I don't know what you're thinking. We haven't talked about this before. Well, I think I think you could throw Ricochet in there. Um, he's over. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've shown yeah. faith in him. I wish they'd throw Alistair Black in there, but we went over this earlier, you know. Um his his recent promos that you know i 
I talked to some people and they're like, yeah, I didn't like him. Made him sound too smart. And I'm like, I loved him because they made him sound smart. He's basically telling you, you know, what you see isn't what you get. And you're going to find out really soon about the type of person that I am. And um, hopefully the start of a heel turn because I think he's a great heel. But Ben... Makes sense. And I and I may have been a little biased when I gave you my top three, Jay, because I just have this, have this uh, opinion that a heel... With the Money in the Bank briefcase is just better. I think Absolutely. it just flows better. It just works. Um, you know, there have been babies, baby faces, obviously, that have carried the briefcase. I just think a heel works better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, I, I know this isn't our preview show, but you know what? Just, just let me give you a quick breakdown. In any Money in the Bank ladder match, there are two types of people. I'm sorry, there are three types of people. There are people that can legitimately win. There are catchers and there are flyers. Those are literally... The only brand of people that they put in these. Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Aleister Black, and Andrade are flyers. Lars Sullivan and Cesaro are the catchers. Drew McIntyre is the only person listed that I think even has a chance of winning this thing. Lars Sullivan, you got to remember, Lars Sullivan was announced about a year ago. And he had to leave Raw and SmackDown because he was having anxiety attacks. You think that's the type of person they're going to give a Money in the Bank briefcase to and pin their hopes on? Doubt it. Um, Andrade, I agree with you. Andrade is a great talent. Andrade can do a lot. They're not doing anything with him, though. He's not going to do it. Rick, or I'm sorry, Alistair Black, same thing. Ricochet, I don't think he's there yet, even though you know they, they do have some steam behind him. They're getting him going. Rey Mysterio's done to me. Like, Ben... Ray Mysterio is turning into Randy Orton. I think you said that last last yeah. week, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I may have taken it a step too far. Um, but yeah, he's definitely on that path. Yes. Just, yeah. just stale. I'm telling you. Just and no no character upgrades, just no moveset upgrades, just the same week in and week out. I want change. I want I want progression, man, you know? Yeah. I'm not seeing it. So, um, I already told you the only reason Cesaro is in this match is to catch people. That means that the only person that can legitly win this is Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and you know, Jay, also uh, going back, I'm going to tie in my injury topic to this Money in the Bank topic real quick. I think somebody who could have possibly at one point um, had a chance at being in this match is Jeff Hardy. Um, Jeff Hardy's not in this match, guys, because him and uh, Matt, um, are technically not together. They, I mean, well, they, they're still a tag team, but Jeff's been on the sideline. He suffered a leg injury um, at some live event um, earlier in the, the week. Um, and a lot of people are saying it's his knee. He, I don't know if you remember this. God, Jay, how long ago was it? He was in like a motorcycle um A couple of years. What did he do? He did something. He jacked up his ACL or... Something and, and he's been kind of uh, suffering through that the last couple of years, and um, they're they're thinking he may have re-injured it. That's the rumor going around right now. I hope not. Um, it'd be a, a horrible time for it. Yeah, but we'll find out soon because I mean they're the tag team champions, so they're going to have to do something to get those belts off. You know, if that's a long term injury. Exactly. So you know, we'll probably know. You know, within the next couple of days, you know, because you're right, they got to take the belts off him. If he can't go and it's serious, they got to take the belts off him. 
Um, so we'll see. All in good time. Um, in other news, I've got a couple more because I just brought up my screen here, and I'm just looking at all the injuries going down, Jay. I'll, I'll be really quick, I promise. Nia Jax had surgery to repair both torn ACLs mm-hmm. um, a couple days ago. Um, she's back at home resting, she tweeted. Um, you know, the timetable, it's funny because every time I read a timetable on an injury, it's always nine months. Okay, it's always nine months, between 6 and 12. I mean, the human body, whether it's a ligament, a bone, a muscle, whatnot, the human body kind of has its own timetable. And nine months is kind of the average, you know, depending on on the severity of it. So um, the timetable is nine months for her. Um, Also, the NXT champion, I'm sorry, former NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, had neck surgery, Jay, just a few weeks ago um, or last month. And um, no timetable for his return right now, but uh, I'm reading reports that uh, nine months to a year. <laughs> Believe it. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, and he's so, actually in the gym, back in the gym. He, he can only lift five pounds, gym. but but he is like doing doing rehab type recovery. So so that's yep. good news. So keep on keeping on, man. Keep playing and banging. We'll see, we'll hopefully see him back soon, man. I could use some Tomasa Champa on my my NXT. Viewing, I'd love to have a beer with Tommaso Ciampa. I had a beer one time with Tyler Breeze. Did I tell you about that? You did. You did. Okay. And now I know we're running out of time, Ben, but but I want to address a rumor that's been uh, floating around on Twitter, if that's okay with you. Sure. So, um, of course, me and Ben have been doing this a while, and um, a rumor got started. I don't know who started it, that I am actually in with the WWE that I'm actually employed by the WWE and and I'm here to tell you that that's false um that I am merely a consultant um I know that normally I try to hide this but last week I went on I don't know a 10 15 minute rant about how horrible of a name the Viking experience was and then I I even threatened to stop watching wrestling altogether over it and uh, the WWE called me, and, and we worked it out. The Viking experience is no longer the Viking experience. And, um, yeah, they changed their name again. It, it took all of about, I don't know, 12 hours of being the Viking experience till they're not the Viking experience anymore. Uh, now, apparently, they're the Viking Raiders. So, so good news, people. Vi- the Viking freaking experience, even though the shirts will still be there, Ben. I know you're worried. We're still making the shirts. We'll just have to change it to the Viking freaking Raiders. I know, and, and okay, so, of course, everything I just said was bullshit, but, Ben, I got a rumor. I, I, I have a conspiracy theory for you. Please indulge me. Please. I love these. I have a conspiracy theory for you. So, Vince McMahon sitting backstage before the War Raiders were introduced, and he said, you know what? I really want to change their name to something Viking, like the Viking Raiders. Somebody came up to Vince McMahon and said, Vince, if you change their name to the Viking Raiders, people are going to hate it. They are going to revolt. That is a terrible name. Vince McMahon goes, you know what's a worse name than that? The Viking Experience. We'll call them the Viking Experience for a week, and then we'll change it to the Viking Raiders, and people will be so happy that they're no longer the Viking Experience that they won't even hate the Viking Raiders because it is so much still so much better than the Viking Experience. And they knew it all along. Jay, <laughs> we should end we should end every episode on one of your conspiracy theories. But listen to this. 
Now, I was just reading. I was reading. I think this was yesterday. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, the fan, the WWE fan council survey that came out. I don't even know what the question was because I I seen a snapshot on on Twitter, and so I don't even know what the question was. But the Viking experience. Uh, pardon me. The Viking Raiders were listed in this WWE Fan Council survey as the Viking Warriors. Again, another name change. If this is in fact legit and it's not just a typo, um, the Viking Warriors, Jay. They're going to have a new name every week and we're going to have a new t-shirt every week. This is just good for us. Yeah, the- Keep changing them. Yeah, so you you heard it from Ben first. Uh, the Viking freaking Raiders shirt should be out soon. Make sure you check Wrestling News World. Uh, ben, you got anything before we get out of here? Yeah, I do. Listen, people, I was going to ask you this, Jay. I don't know if you can hear me over, you know, we're Skyping right now. Um, if I've got an echo to my voice, I just moved into a new office in Fountain Hills, Arizona, and there's literally nothing in my office right now except for my podcast equipment. I'm looking out a window at the Superstition Mountains with nothing around me but my microphone in my in my uh, monitor. So um, I'll get that fixed. I'll get moved in by next week. Uh, tweet at me. Let me know because I can't tell right now. I, but, I know uh, for a fact you got a mini fridge in there. I hope it's not in a mini fridge. I apologize. And a mini fridge. I'm sorry for lying to you guys. Won't happen again. But if there's an echo, I apologize. We'll have it fixed next week. Jay... Send us out like only you can, buddy. All right. So, like I said, if you would like to listen to this podcast or any other of our podcasts, you can listen to them directly from WrestlingNewsWorld.com or anywhere else, literally anywhere else, that you can find a podcast that includes the popular ones such as Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are all over the place. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at TTX Wrestling. That is at TTX Wrestling. Leave comments. Tell me about how much you hate Ben. Tell me how awesome I am. We love hearing stuff like that. Uh, let us know if you agree, disagree. We'll make sure that that we bring it up on our next podcast and, and we'll give you credit. Um, if you have any conspiracy or conspiracy theories, let me know. I'll take them. I'll say that I thought of them. And, you know, I'll send you a DM saying, hey, I'm stealing this shit. Um, sorry, iTunes. I, I'm really bad at that. Yeah, watch your mouth. Yeah. But, uh, Ben, anything left for the people? Uh, just remember, I'll leave you guys with this. To see a ghost, you have to believe in it. It saddens me that you all miss so much. (laughs) Guy with the cool voice, take us out. Thank you for listening to Throw the Podcast. Join us again next week for even more wrestling commentary.